Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast of for the recently deceased. Is that the name of the show? Yeah, it's a for, not a, not an of. Yeah, switch those letters. For, for the R. podcast for the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. I am Rodney Godek. How are you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, obviously, a little confused, but we're getting there. Yeah, but look, I mean, you know, I've been thinking. Uh, referencing the wonderful Beetlejuice, which does have a sequel coming, right? I believe so. Um, Unfortunately. Eh, we'll see. Time will tell. But, uh, but in the spirit of things, you know, the podcast, I think we need to get back to maybe some of the roots of this recently deceased. I want to try to give people that are just joining the fold of the horror genre and listening to podcasts or watching people talk about these movies. We know. Okay. And so we let us be your guide, your podcast slash handbook, if you will, to enter the genre, uh, prepared and, uh, well-informed to know how to approach the material that we are talking about. So without further ado, if I may, you may, I may, we bring to you tonight a VHS 85. Unveiled through a made-for-TV documentary, five tales of found footage horror emerge to take viewers on a terrifying journey into the grim underbelly of the 1980s. For those that do not know, VHS uh, movies are anthology tales that have several writers and directors. Uh, we'll showcase a few here. Written, directed... David Bruckner, main director of this whole feature, Scott Derrickson, Natasha Karmani, written Robert C. Cargill, or C. Robert Cargill. I thought it was Robert C. Cargill. Doesn't matter. Zoe Cooper, Scott Derrickson, starring a handful of people. There's too many people to name in these kinds of things, and so I apologize for any writer slash director that we didn't mention their short. That's what they do. Uh, the very first VHS, I can't remember when it came out, Nate. I want to say early 2000s. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. 2012. No, mid. Wow, 2012, 2012? the first VHS. Holy gosh, time Well, is yeah, because the 2000s was like the decade of yeah. just like trash Garbage. horror. Yeah. Right. So uh, for any people that have not had the privilege of watching any VHS movies, it's a collection with a veil of a story, background story happening, but then there's VHS tapes that are played in some kind of manner or presented in some kind of reason that works in a found footage sense. And they're all written and directed by different teams and compiled and composed for your viewing pleasure. So you do need to have a, uh, an affinity for low budge horror and uh, the old analog type of viewing system. So I think that these probably have a hard time uh, reaching today's youths i would assume because even for me there's times when the the grain and static of a vhs tape just gets effing annoying and uh, you don't want to see it <laughs> yeah especially when it's not authentic and it's uh, right and, and it's, a, it's 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 a generated you know, effect so, yeah right. like there there were a moments, photoshop a filter yeah, there were yeah, there, yeah. there were moments in 85 where i was like i was like okay guys yeah, tone it down. Uh, I get it. It's a fucking yeah, tape. We we got it. We we got <laughs> it. We've been watching these. This is like the sixth one or the fifth one. Like I, I don't know. It could be more. I think, dude, yeah. because there was a viral and another one that I did not watch. So yeah, man, VHS eighty five. Let me give my rundown. Yeah. I think VHS eighty five is a reinvigorating 
uh, gem in the most recent explorations of this format. I think that the people that directed some of the features did an excellent job. This is the first time, perhaps, I could be corrected here, that one tale ties into another and they were in fact written and directed by the same people uh, but you didn't know that at first and that was amazing to see uh, and they build there's one that's excruciating whoop Rodney we lost you you still got I... us oh well, you're back now yeah I still have you're you alright I'm back <laughs> I'm just going to assume you heard all that you... no was, we didn't uh, hear any of it None of anything I said. The the last like two sentences, like the big, the oh. big description yes, you had the, there. This had one of the best builds where you're completely despising this short and you can't wait for the short to end. But then they pull it out of the bag and you love it maybe more than any of the other ones with the grotesque violence that they uh, enact by the end of it. Uh, it all culminates in an overarching story that is like a nice little. Uh, finish a little dessert that you weren't really asking for, but they said, Hey, it's on the house tonight, and so enjoy it. Uh, VHS 85 was a welcome uh, respite in the horror journey that I've been on this year. Uh, I felt really good about it. Uh, VHS 85 is going to get a, uh, I, I feel like I want to say like 75 or 85, but it's not an 85, it's, it's a 7 for me. Okay, so I don't have a fun pun for the VHS 85. No literative type prose from Rod Steer tonight, but it's a seven. It's really good. You should watch it. Yeah, I mean, Hold I'm on. gonna I'm gonna jump right in and say that um, it was definitely it. Uh, water's fine. Fresh. Uh, it was. It definitely felt good to watch. Um, I am also. I'm gonna say that I I didn't come in as hot as you did on this movie. Um, and I think it's because the found footage crutch of the VHS series is kind of getting a little too hard to stand. <laughs> like, like found footage, thanks to, because of VHS specifically, because there's so many vignettes that you've kind of done it all, right? So, So this one is kind of like, all right, I'll stop there. <laughs> no, you're fine. No, 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 no. I no, I'm. I like to gesture. I, I want to. No, no, no. I want to talk about. You want to? Yeah. I want to talk about the 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 stories. So that's the, uh, that's the spoiler, uh, section of the. Of the right, show. Where where are you coming? So, what did you land on with the VHS eighty five? So, real quick. Some good gore. Uh, a couple really good stories. A couple duds, um, but the duds were still better. Then 94, so really good coming off of 94. Um, I gave VHS 85 a 6 out of 10. Oh, yeah, so I was, yeah, we're not I was right there. I was right there. I was right there. I'm just going back through the, the wiki to make sure we get the titles for the, um, the movies <laughs> accurate. Oh, yeah, um, that's a good idea. But, you know, look, you bring up a good point. I'm kind of over the the series as a whole. Um, and to be honest, the only reason that I was interested in maybe watching this is because I kind of had heard some good things. I heard a few people say, like, hey, this is reinvigorating the franchise of VHS. I was like, oh, well, that's good. And then I remember seeing Scott Derrickson's name on it, Robert Cargill, 
uh, both from the Black Phone. Yeah. Um, and um, what's his name? Bruckner being a lead producer or director on it. Uh, both, I think. And listen, when you make The Night House, <laughs> I will watch everything that you do after. I definitely hated Hellraiser, but I still love David Bruckner. Everyone's allowed to have a, a night where they just, you know, you get shit-faced, you say really stupid things, and you embarrass yourself. You want to you want to take a little a little sidebar. I heard, Ooh, yeah the sidebar. I, I heard um, the reason that that Hellraiser was so bad. Uh, okay, so Let's hear it. so a company it's not his fault. Some company, because I, I haven't looked into it. This is just the story. Uh, owns okay. owns the rights to Hellraiser. Yes. Um, who did the original Hellraiser? Was it? It wasn't Carpenter, was it? It wasn't. No, Carpenter. it was. Fucking what's his oh. face? Whatever. He. Hey. I feel bad because I should yeah. know this, but yeah, go we on. should know this. Um, yeah, Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Clive Barker, Clive Barker is Idiot. super pissed that he can't get his hands on on Hellraiser. Okay. So, so every couple of years, they have to make a new Hellraiser movie in order to. Keep the to continue to, to own keep it, the to license, it? yeah, to keep the license, and so this, really? yeah, so this Hellraiser movie apparently was just like a last minute. They shot it over a weekend, just pump it and dump it uh, to keep the to keep the license, yeah, huh. yeah, that's mm. uh, that's what I heard. Yeah. That sounds odd, <laughs> but. I mean, because I feel like it's been a long time since the last installment. I know that they've done a lot of garbage. No, there's there's a lot of them. There's and there's so many. Huh. Okay. There's got to be All like right. nine or ten. There's so many. Well, yeah. At this point, VHS is is encroaching upon those numbers. <laughs> right. Right. Um. So let's hear. Okay. So there are. There's the overarching story that occurs in right. all of them, and in this, in that one is called um. Uh, total total copy, yeah. Total copy, okay. All right, so that there's was, that one that, that kind of counts. That was the then, the kids who got who went to the lake. No, 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 no. no. That's the overarching story, the documentary. The documentary about the alien in the science lab. Rory, yeah. Rory. Uh, yes, Rory Culkin. Uh, but no, the movies. Uh, no Wake, number one. God of Death, number two. Technogod, number three. And again, it's like T K N O G D, but it's like. Techno God. Sure. Uh, Ambrosia, number four, and Dream Kill, number five. You said two stinkers. I want to know the stinkers in your. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, all right. So the names are not going to help me at all. Um, so we had. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Use numbers. I don't know. Number... What, I, 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 don't know. I, don't, I don't remember the order. <laughs> I remember. I, okay. One of us have seen this very, very recently. Okay, so do you remember what you had for lunch? I remember Kids at the Lake. Loved it. Yes, that's the first and then, one. No and, way. And, then, yes. and then the, the you know, Bar Mitzvah Girl is, is the part two. Lo- loved it, right? So those those two, two, th- two thumbs yeah. up, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. So then I remember uh, the goth... Uh, Moron with the videotapes. Gunther. Yep. Gunther. Uh, yep. That one was a, almost a complete stinker, 
until the fucking Terminator-style action sequence at the end, which was fantastic. Uh, oh, the hall. With the, the hallway, yeah, the, the hallway, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to yeah, do a shot. T2 yeah. sequence. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, what else was there? Was there uh, uh, oh, well, there's... death was the Spanish, the Mexico one. The oh, yeah. Mexico earthquake. Terrible. Unwatchable. <laughs> no hablo espanol for NATO. Uh, hablo espanol. And then Techno God. <laughs> and which one was that? Uh, that's the one with the only POC in the series, so let's save it. Uh, performance art. Oh, the performance art one, yeah. Okay. Um, was also very bad. <laughs> I, I liked I I did like the ending um, when they take, but that's all that's what saves it Nate yeah that's what makes it yeah. a ten when they when they take the mask off even and it's and the eyeballs are there like just <laughs> just excellent excellent uh, prosthetics there um, yeah really really good work um, and then the Rory the Rory story um, it was okay uh, you know the ending sure. was the the ending is the only good part and. The the joke of the jazzer sizing I thought was was cute. Uh, it was great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there you so, go. Uh, I think that you're dead on as far as um. Well, you were like meh with Dreamkill, but then you hated God of Death and Techno God. Uh, yeah. uh, I will say, yes, I think No Wake and Ambrosia, there the union story that occurs in this thing, were excellent. The because. Look, it's it's found footage. Yeah. Okay, so found footage has a certain lane. You need to know how to approach it or how to appreciate it. And I think that these films do a decent job of keeping the veil of the the mystique of why footage is occurring or how it's being composed or how it's being presented or why they're still filming under certain contexts. It makes sense in almost all of these, uh, which is more than I can say for the most recent found footage um darlings of the past 12 months those being uh stinkamarink and the <laughs> outwaters oh my god <clears throat> so this is actually the outwaters the... did get double the score of skinnamarink sure uh, yes <laughs> a one and, and a two. two yes <laughs> it did double it did. um two times zero <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes it's still zero it's still zero uh so these films kind of like at least celebrate the genre and the roots of it. You know, if you've seen the Blair Witch Project, then you know what you should be expecting or looking for. And these films execute it well. They're obviously shorts, but it's they're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I disagree. I enjoyed every aspect of each of these. I think that if I were to rate them, I agree that uh, No Wake and Ambrosia, the 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 lake party, and then the what you call the bat mitzvah, um, yeah. the coming out party, were excellent. They were fun. Surprise. Surprising. Yeah, they were the, so they were the so way good. that they tied together was very yeah. unique. Excellent. I agree. They were the highlight. I would I would say I like te Techno God a little more than the the Techno God I love because it's like it's I mean again it's probably because of my art world path. And it's right? the and it's the exact opposite for me. As soon as it started, I was like, I fucking hate performance art. <laughs> I, I know, but I hate it too. I'm like 
Maria Abramovich. I don't care. Uh, I don't want to see whatever this is. But I love that there was an audience and you got to see some of their reaction. Like where they're sitting like, well, I guess I'm supposed to watch this. Or I guess I have to like this. Or it makes sense. And you see some of their faces and expressions where there's like they don't know how to approach it. Because maybe they're students and they're studying this art form. And they're just as lost as everyone else in the fucking world. Unless you've got this PhD and whatever niche type thing that you're trying to speak of as a performance artist. What you're saying is absolutely fucking stupid and no one cares. It has no value. Okay. (laughs) So whenever she's going and doing all this stuff, like I have to summon the techno God. And she's like all in with her naivete about who this person is. It doesn't really exist because she knows it's not real. And then she's going through this dream glove and they're talking about iPhones. And I was like, what you're talking about iPhones. Like, so it's just like a weird (laughs) alternate universe. You know, it is eighties. Like this is kind of cool. It started like, you know, things started to move a little bit inside me. And then by the time it gets to like, I'm realizing, oh shit, there's going to be a fucking techno God. Yes. And I was like, yes, please, please do what I think you're going to do. And then it fulfills on the promise in the most out of this world, insane way, throwing her around the stage where no one gets to see what's actually happening. It's this demon type entity in the, in the, in the screen and then tearing her limb by limb, chopping off hand, the fucking gloving her leg where your sinew and bone yeah. is exposed, chopping the other leg off, and she's laying there. And then, like, dude, everything about that little short was just so it, like it saved itself. You know, just when I couldn't, just when I thought you couldn't get any dumber, you saved that short. Yeah. I love because of that alone. Like, and it was worth it. It was like it was such a, a tease. Like you're hating this, hating this, hating this, hating this. We're gonna make you hate it because this is dumb. Yeah, yes. And you, then it pulls so, that back where you see her get completely wrecked. You sold the dog. It's so satisfying. You sold the dog van for the moped. <laughs> you to- <Yeah>. Totally <laughs> redeemed yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. It was so perfectly uh, pulled it out of the out of the bag. Uh, God of Death. I you know, I can see. It. I agree. It you know it was it was neutral, but it was still cool. Uh, and Dream Kill. I actually liked Gunther. Gunther's story I thought was cool. I, I, I loved. I, lo- I, lo- I loved. I loved a lot about happened, it. Yeah. Gunther was just so ridiculous of a character to have <laughs> in that short. You know that he was sort of like speaking through or interpreting these dreams, right? Yeah. And they just somehow made their way onto the film, or that was just his dream, and then he filmed it. I don't remember how it actually. No, happened. no, no. It just it's it stayed very surreal too. Like like it goes to the yes. It goes to the car where the detective, um, you know, is. Because it's the is, father. It's grilling the guy, and then he gets shot in the face, but then it goes right back to Gunther, and then there's this big showdown in the, in the police station where everybody's getting shot and killed, and it, it like it's cutting back and forth from film grain to not film grain, and, and then security yeah. cam to not CCTV. security cam, and you're yep. just, you you know, it was kind of all over the place, and I'm just like, okay, look, I mean, this is fun to watch, but like, I've... The story's kind of lost me, and that's that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to follow a little bit. It was like doing it was doing a lot, uh, but I think that that was one of the ones that was done by the guys that did the black phone. And so a lot of those grainy uh, pulling up next to the house, looking at the house, entering the house, and doing whatever I could see being really similar yeah. to a lot of what was shot and done in the black phone. No, I did, just from like the handheld perspective. I, I did like the actor who played the the detective from that story. Uh, he was. Oh sure, yeah. He seemed old school. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the way he delivered it seemed like an 80s actor. Very like 80s. Really yeah, very 80s yeah. detective. Um, had the hair slicked back. Um, yeah, like you know. fucking Tom Skirt or something, you know. Yeah, like Tom Skirt or uh, yeah, of the witch. Tim Atkins sure. or yeah, Tom Atkins. Yeah, Tom Atkins is what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. Tom Atkins. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was it was entertaining, uh, and from a uh, a franchise that I really thought was not gonna do it for me again, yeah. I think that this kind of sold me again. But I think it's also because the people that they brought on board. Yeah, these were big names that did a lot of these features. Yeah, and I mean, so with that comes, you know, a better hand. Sure, sure. Yeah, for for me, it's you know, the movie was fine. Do I suggest you watch it? Yeah, it was good. Um, as far as anthology movies go, like they're just not, they just don't hold up compared to, you know, Trick or Treat and Trick or Treat Two just got greenlit. So like, I'm you know super <sighs> excited for that. Um, yeah, even even like, even to go so far as to like creep show and uh yeah you know, of all, all the way back to like cat's eye which which is arguably not that good of a movie but like just the way they handle anthology better because it's not from the found footage pers- uh, frame they get to do more they get to be better stories they because it's easier to tell them you know i'm not i'm not shitting on found footage i'm saying it's hard it's hard to tell a uh, uh, per, you know, an evocative uh, found footage story because you're stuck in that yeah. de- in that device. Um, you know, so kudos to everyone who does it well. As we bring kudos back for the third time, it's a it's a like a oatmeal bar, yeah. a little snack bar. Remember yeah. they had kudos bars? Do you remember those? Yeah, kudos. You do, right? I do. You know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fucking with you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not lying. Yeah, that's a real thing. I wouldn't fuck around about granola. Uh, shit, there was why you started talking about. Uh, you started talking about found footage, and I was like, "Oh, I want to mention this found footage," and it escaped me. There was one that you didn't mention. That yeah, I thought, like, well, you know, um, attention. Uh, what you know, not dash cam, but the other one, Deadstream. This film. Oh, sh- Deadstream is not so good. Oh, I remember what this. Look, the uh, last year had a lot of found footage that hit us, and some were amazing. Deadstream was amazing, and I will say, Dashcam is effing incredible. If you can get over, Deadstream has a hard protagonist to accept and to be on board with, but I think it's still palatable for most people. Uh, conversely, Dashcam is a polarizing figure that you really might hate that person and just cannot watch it. But I think that it, they're both excellent. Dash, Dash Cam is just a little bit below Deadstream. But no, the movie I was thinking of is right at the season's end. Uh, what's it called? Scare Package. Scare Package oh, 2 Scare came out Package. last year. Yeah. And you don't you didn't see Scare Package 2 yet, right? No, but I, I told you about it. I didn't see it. But you when... saw Scare Package 2? Yeah, of course. Okay. 2 was wonderful. Yeah, it was great. The beer pong scene... Yeah, Scare Package Two is excellent, guys. Go see Scare Package Two. This is Scare Package as well, One is also Scare... excellent. I mean, it is, but movies. Two takes it to the next level with the comedic value of what it's doing and some of its horror elements. Uh, our guy that was from the Leech, the the priest. Yeah, he's in a bodysuit in Scare Package Two, and he's fabulous. He's the one that's excellent at the beer pong. It's just such a good uh, anthology series. So, oh yeah. Yeah, the 80s vibe, I'm just, you know, that part, it loses me a little bit, but I like the authenticity of it, you know, in that it forces them to try to 
work within the rules because that's one of the biggest things that i well, hate that, about found footage is that they violate certain things that make no sense well that's another thing a lot outwaters and yeah, skin rink. that's another thing about this film that i think is in a in the wind column skin rink isn't is no, that no. it doesn't really yeah. um it doesn't really play on any of the 80s tropes almost every story right was just casually set well, in the 80s just like here it is yeah, it just happens to be the 80s like it just happens to be the 80s there was no like they weren't like making references they weren't flowing right. neon all over the place like because it's found footage like it was, <laughs> it was you know mostly grounded in reality uh, right feel feel targeted yeah right now. <laughs> i appreciate that yeah. um, this isn't christmas yeah, bloody christmas go this is vhs 85 <laughs> i love that movie uh, is a wonderful, uh, like I said, a wonderful little respite, yeah. a little oasis on our desert uh, journey. The desert, the desert tour of 2023. Uh, I used oasis in a sentence with some eighth graders recently, and I don't think they'd ever heard the word. They were very confused, but that, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I, you know, I said Pearl Jam, and they were like, who? Okay, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so, VHS 85, I gave it a six. A seven for VHS 85 from Rodney. And for the podcast, for the recently deceased, I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. Take care. And we'll see you next time.